Well, I guess I'm really doing it. I finally started a podcast. So, hi everybody. My name is Jenna Summer and this is Cracking Up. Um, so I know that you're probably sitting there wondering, why am I listening to this random girl and what is this podcast? Where did she come from? So, I guess that's what I'm here to tell you today. First starters, I am 20 years old and a few years ago I decided to move to Manhattan to pursue my dreams of being a comedian and an actress and I guess just pursue all the dreams that come in between there. And I thought that it would be a really good idea to start a podcast because I kind of just threw myself into the middle of Manhattan and really just didn't know what I was getting myself into. I have grown up so protected from the world and so sheltered that I had no idea what it was going to be like to move to the big city by myself. And I really had no idea if it was even going to be possible for me to pursue my dreams or actually make something out of them. I had no idea if I'd end up back in Rhode Island a year later with my family and living at home and trying to change my entire major and my entire goals in life. Luckily, that hasn't been how it's turned out, but that's not without a lot of bumps along the way and a lot of funny and hard times and amazing times and really sad times. And I've been through it all, just like we all have. So I just thought that it would be a great place for me to share everything that I've been through on here and all the ups and downs and just have a place for people to listen if they feel like they could be going through the same things or if they feel like they just need somebody to listen to for some advice or maybe a little perspective. So I started this podcast called called Cracking Up because, as I said, my dream is to pursue comedy. And I think that comedy is just something so important to the world right now. And I think that it's also really cool because comedy is something that I didn't necessarily go into New York City or go into college expecting to pursue. But it it was one of those things that's just always been with me and always been really important to me that it came to be a huge, huge part of my life. So I wanted that to be an important part of this podcast. And I want to be able to crack jokes on here. And I want us to be able to laugh and you know, just really have a good time. And also, as you'll see in the title, this is also kind of like a little self-help book. It's, I guess the best way to describe it is I'm a little self-help book. I'm obsessed with self-help books and I'm an idea minute, as my mom would say. And I love to come up with a new idea and be like, I'm going to better myself in this way, or I'm going to do this to change my life. And I'm such a big dreamer and such a an easily excitable person, I guess you'd say. So I just wanted to make this a place where everyone can go for a little inspiration or a few laughs or just to see that other people are going through the same exact things you are. And I also wanted to take you guys on my journey with me as I continue to try and pursue acting and performing because that's all I've ever wanted to do. And that's to this day, still what my heart beats for. So another thing I wanted to mention before I actually get into today's first podcast 
was that I decided I wanted this podcast to be completely unfiltered and unedited because when I looked up all my options for a podcast and how I could go about making it or if I could have people edit it or how to even start a podcast, I realized that if I want this to be true to myself, then that's exactly what I have to do. I have to do this myself. And I'm sure I could probably go through and edit these podcasts to make myself sound like I'm not struggling at times or like I'm not having a hard time doing this or I can make my podcast sound like I'm doing perfect, but that's not what I want. I want this to be really real and really relatable for everybody that's listening. So with that all being said, I guess we'll just jump right into it. So since this is my first podcast, I guess it's only expected that I start right at the beginning. So I guess the first important place for me to start is probably just my elementary school to middle school years. I think those were the ones where I had the hardest time, but also the ones that I look back on now and am fully aware that they are the reason I am who I am today. So basically, growing up, for as long as I can remember, I have always been this like wild personality. I've been loud and had to be the center of attention and so, so, so overly dramatic and so sensitive and so, so much. I've always just been so much energy. I've been a lot. And so when I was growing up, I was a lot for the kids around me. A lot of people didn't want to surround themselves with me because I was too much for people to handle sometimes. And I think that I've done a really good job throughout most of my life on being as true to myself as possible. So even then, I didn't change who I was. I just kind of accepted that I wasn't going to have a lot of friends. I wasn't going to be the most popular girl in school or whatnot, but that didn't really matter to me. But I think it was when I was about six years old that my mom realized she needed to give me some sort of performing arts outlet or some sort of some kind of outlet. It just so happened to be for me performing arts, but she needed to give me some place that I could get out all of my energy because I had too much of it. So she signed me up for classes at Talent Factory, which is a studio in Rhode Island. And now I can proudly say that I have been, or I was, now I just pop in time and time again, but I was taking classes there from when I was six years old until I graduated at 18. So I spent most of my life so far at Talent Factory. Every single day after school, I would get dropped off from my acting, singing, or dancing classes. And I loved it there because in school, I was this girl that was picked on and made fun of because even when I would try to act differently or try to do something differently so that people would like me, I had already made this name for myself. And it's really hard when you're from a small town and where everybody knows each other to kind of get out of that image and get out of that picture. So I just lived my talent factory life. That was really my world. And growing up, that was what was important to me until I finally got to about my sophomore or junior year in high school. I think that's when I started to turn the tables a little bit. That's when I started maturing to a certain extent, <laughs> but I started growing up to a point where I was a little bit easier for people to be around and I learned to chill out to an extent. Like I'm still the same girl I was when I was six years old. I just have a lot more 
maturity to me, which says a lot because, like I said before, when I just laughed at myself for saying how grown up I had been, I definitely don't think I'm the most mature person ever to this day. I think we all have a lot of growing up to do still. But from where I was to where I got to then, I had grown night and day. And so that's when I started to make other friends. I started to make friends in school and I found a friend group that I stuck with to this day and I still hope to stick with for a long time after this. But yeah, so I just really accepted who I was and I started to just embrace who I was but also embrace who I was growing to be and I really appreciated having people around me who embraced who I was as well. It was really refreshing to have people not wanting to change me because I had definitely had friends throughout elementary and middle school and the beginning of high school that wanted to be around a certain me that is only a piece of who I am but not that's not the whole picture. So yeah, I think I finally started to find my close friends about my junior, sophomore, junior, senior year. Like it, it just kind of happened really slowly at first. But by graduation day, I, I felt like I had a home with my high school and with my dance studio. And I felt like people knew who I was. But that didn't come without a lot of hardships for sure. And there's still to this day a lot of people who doubt me and dislike me for my personality. And and that's okay. I've I've come to understand that. And by my senior year, I had definitely understated myself. I hope I'm using the right word. I think that that's what I mean to say. But like, basically, I had just kind of taken myself off the radar so much. It was really easy for me to be picked on or be talked about, which was something that I totally hated. I hated hearing about people talking about me as most of us do, but by my senior year, I had finally like calmed down enough that I was still loud and still myself, but I was a less attention was being drawn to me. I wasn't bringing attention to myself. I had a good group of friends. I was really ready to start applying to colleges and things like that. And when that time came around, I really had to think about what I wanted to do because I knew that performing was my passion, but how realistic is it to move to New York City and start trying to pursue your dreams of performing? Like most parents wouldn't even allow that to be an option. But I was lucky enough that my parents gave me full support in whatever I decided to do. So originally I had planned to apply to some schools in New York City, some schools in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, and just major or minor in musical theater, but have something else. Until a few weeks into my senior year, I went and got coffee with one of my friends from Talent Factory, who was a dancer. And she told me about how she wanted to pursue dance in New York City. And she said, I'm not going to have a backup plan. And I looked at her like my, my eyes popped out of my head. I said, you're not going to have a backup plan. What are you going to do? And she said, no, I'm not going to have a backup plan because the second that I make a backup plan for myself is the second that I start doubting the fact that I can do this. It's the second that I start believing that there's a chance I'm not going to make it happen for myself and I won't do that. I'm going to make this happen for myself. And I looked at her and I said, that makes a lot of sense, actually. And I was terrified to be saying that, but she was right. Like, 
I'm not going to go into this and give myself the opportunity to think, well, I might not make it or, well, maybe I need a backup plan because if I do that, then I'm already doubting myself and I'm already screwing myself over. So I decided to apply just for musical theater. And I remember going to my first audition in New York City and my mom and my aunt and a bunch of my cousins took me and we made this whole big thing about it because it was exciting. It was terrifying, but it was really exciting. And this weekend I had just found out that I had mono too. So I was a little devil running around. I was crying. I was angry. I was so uncomfortable and in so much pain. And I just, I didn't want to do anything. So I was the worst person to be there with on this little trip. But luckily my family put up with me anyway. And I remember my first audition was at the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in New York City. And my mom and I went outside of the building about to walk in for my audition. And I said, nope, I'm not going. I changed my mind. I don't want to do this. I don't want to pursue musical theater. I don't want to audition. I'm not going. And this is definitely not the school I'm going to. I hate this school. I think it's stupid. This is my last choice, so I'm not wasting my time. And she looked me in the eye and said, we came all the way to New York City for you to audition, so you're auditioning. I don't care if you don't want to go here. I don't care if you hate it, but you're auditioning. So after like 30 minutes of me crying and screaming at her, I finally went inside and I did my audition and I was really terrified to sing because singing has always been one of my weakest parts and I just didn't want to be there at all. Hands down, I just wanted to get out of there. So I was going into it and I was like, I don't care. But at the same time, I was terrified and I was shaking in my seat waiting for my turn. So I finally go into audition and I remember standing up there and I started to sing and something came over me like, I have never sang like this in my entire life. I mean it when I say singing is not my strength. People can sit here and listen and say, oh, she's probably just saying that, blah, blah, blah. But no, it's not my strength. So I was terrified, but something happened in that room and magic came out. Like it was unbelievable. And I remember the man who was watching my audition looking at me and saying, wow, that was amazing. And I left the room crying and I ran to my mom right away and I said, mom, guess what happened? Guess what happened? And I guess that really paid off for me. I wish I could say that this story was that easy and that I had an amazing audition and got accepted and that's where I went to school. But unfortunately, because I was taking such a crazy risk with everything that I wanted to pursue, I was really, really sure to look through all of my options. And at that time, my top choice for schools had been Pace University, which is also in New York City, but for some reason that was where I wanted to be. So I remember my mom telling me after that audition that that school was the the school I was meant to be at, AMDA, not PACE. She said that was where I was meant to be. She walked in and she knew it. And she was like, I know that this is where you belong. But I kind of just brushed that off and didn't really listen to her. And I said, she's probably going to say this about every school because I'm her first child and she's never taken somebody through all these college auditions or whatever. So she doesn't know. but. I just blew that off. So a few months go by and I had kept auditioning for all these schools and blah, blah, blah. And I ended up getting accepted to all of my New York City schools that I wanted to perform in, which was 
incredible. So then I had a really big decision. And I remember the day that I got my AMDA acceptance letter was after I had already gotten my PACE and my Marymount acceptance letters. And I opened the box and I was like, oh my God, this is it. And that was really surprising to me because AMDA is almost even more risky than the other schools because of the fact that at Pace or at Marymount Manhattan, I would have gotten the opportunity to do gen eds and take English and, and science and math and all those classes. And I didn't want to do that because I hated all of that. I wasn't good at it in high school. I didn't want to do it in college, but I liked the safety that was behind that. So even when I graduate with a degree, I would have all of that to back me up. But AMDA was a conservatory. It was basically like a four-year degree intensive. So it was just acting, singing, dancing every single day. It was it was a lot. But when I opened that acceptance letter, I, I knew that that was where I meant, was meant to be. So I just shot my shot, as you would say, and I went for it. And so I committed to that school and I had waited so many months because AMDA doesn't start until October, where so all my friends had left in September for their first years of college and whatever. But I was stuck at home until October when I finally got to go to my first day of school and finally move in. And the second that we walked into my dorm building, I started crying. And I kid you not, I did not stop for two weeks. I remember my orientation. I didn't talk to anybody. I had convinced myself I would never make friends. I was absolutely terrified to be in the city. I hated my dorm. It was so tiny. I was miserable. And I would call my mom every single day and say, I'm coming home. I want to go to the University of Rhode Island. I don't want to be here. This is stupid. And I'm leaving. And her and my dad both said to me, well, you can leave. We support you, but you're not leaving until you finish a full semester at AMDA. And I hated them for it. I hated them so much. I was so mad that they would not let me just quit. But looking back on it now, that was probably one of the best things they've ever done for me because I really needed to stay at this school because I ended up loving it. But at first it was really hard and moving in was terrifying. Luckily for me, I had met my roommate online before. Her name is Brianna. If you're listening to this, I love you. But she had talked to me all summer. We had talked about our concerns. We had talked about how nervous we were. We we were on the same page and we had really like personalities. So we got along super well right from the start. So we moved in together and you would think that we were able to help each other through the crying the first few weeks. But Brianna, don't hate me for saying this, but we were both crying together those two weeks. So we weren't much help to one another. But it was really good to have somebody there who understood what I was going through and who I could figure out the rest of this crazy journey with because even if we both ended up hating it and leaving after a semester at least we had a chance together to figure it out and try to make friends and fall in love with the city hopefully and I remember a few weeks into the semester I finally it finally clicked with me that I was like I'm in the right place like I'm at such a cool school and I'm doing exactly what I love I'm doing what I told people since I was a little girl that I'd be doing. So who am I to give up now? I've gotten this far, right? Like I have nothing to lose. If I leave after a semester, I leave after a semester. There's way worse things in life and I might as well make the most of it. So I started to feel better and 
walking through Lincoln Center and by Juilliard every single day to class definitely helped with the inspiration. And I got to go see Broadway shows all the time. And I got so many cool opportunities that, you know, people make movies about. Like, I was living my own dream. And I had so many times when I was younger where people would say, like, you live in a little fantasy world. Like, can you start understanding reality? Or, like, you live in a dream world, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it's only a dream world if you don't make it reality for yourself. But you can make it reality. I'm a perfect example of that. A lot of people who went to my school or even just moved to New York or moved anywhere to follow whatever dreams they're trying to pursue, like, they did that. They made that happen for themselves, and they made their dream their reality. So, like, how do you think Bradley Cooper is Bradley Cooper? Because he made his dream his reality. And so I still, to this day, when people say, like, oh, you live in a fantasy world, well, you could too. And it's not fantasy for me. It's not fantasy anymore. It was fantasy when I was in high school and said, I want to live in New York City, but it's real now. So I think that's really cool. And that definitely helped keep me going. And it was hard because I went from being a big fish in a really small pond at Talent Factory. Everybody knew who I was. Everybody knew what I wanted to do. And I made myself very apparent there. And I had been there for so long that it seemed like I had my for lack of a better term, my shit figured out. And just a side note, I'm not going to be swearing all the time, but like I said, I want this to be unedited and unfiltered. So it's true to myself and that's something I would say. So I know it came off like I had everything together and then going to AMDA and being thrown in this huge pond as a really small fish. Like I thought I was talented in Rhode Island, but you're only as talented as the people that you're surrounded by. Like Maybe I was good here, and maybe I'm still good in New York, but there's a lot of people that are better in New York. There's a lot of people that are better here, too. But my point is, is I suddenly wasn't finding my way as easily in a school for performing arts as I did in Rhode Island. And so I struggled with that, for sure. And even though I had gotten more comfortable with the city, it was still really hard to go to school every day and see these kids perform And I was just so down on myself and I didn't believe in myself. And I don't think I truly started to thrive in New York City until I realized that, yeah, we're all really, really talented. That's why we're here. That's how we got into this school. But we also all have something different. We all have something we want to do in our lives and have something that we want to become. And it's all different for every single one of us. So I had to stop comparing myself. And that's when I became my happiest in New York, but it took me a long time to get there. I wouldn't say it was until maybe the middle of my second semester at AMDA where I really felt comfortable and I felt confident and I had made amazing friends despite my fears that I wouldn't. I was really, really lucky. So I wanted to wait until I finished how I got to AMDA and how I kind of started to figure it out before I finished this episode because I feel like this is a good place to leave off for now because hopefully soon I will be able to get to a point where I can say, oh, today I went to this amazing audition and talk about that. But for now, I think that it's important to give you guys the backstory on how I got there and how I got to where I am today and how I even got to 
create this podcast or how I got supported to create this podcast because I really wouldn't be making this if it wasn't for my friends and my family and their endless support. So I obviously have them to thank for this, but I feel that this is going to be something really important to me. I mean, it already is. So I really want to keep you guys as a big part of my life and I want to share my experiences and I don't want this podcast to just be about performing. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't perform and I I don't have an interest in performing, I don't want you to think that this isn't for you because the reason behind me making this podcast is not so much for me to talk about me performing and how I get there, but also I want to talk about growing up and just like, I'm a 20-year-old that runs around New York City with absolutely no clue what she's doing 99% of the time. And my friends, I'm sure that they'd agree with me. Like, maybe it sounds like I figured it out already so far, but I haven't. None of us have. We're, We're 20 years old or however old you guys are. And we're all just trying to figure out what we're doing and how to adult. And I'm still trying to figure out how to flirt with boys and how to survive school and sometimes I don't even know how to work the subway and I've been living in New York for two years. So I want to take you guys on my journey through all of it, through everything I've learned, through all my hardships, through all the amazing times. And like I was trying to say before, I really want it to be something where I can come on here and say, well, today this happened and this is what I learned from it or this is why it really, really sucked or I'm having a really hard time today, or I had the most amazing day of my life. Like today is the day I got the best news ever. Like I want to share that with you guys and I want us to be able to go through it all together. So if you liked this, I hope you did. Well, I just really hope you did because this is something that I'm making for myself for sure because I love doing this and I think that it feels so good just to sit here and talk and I was so nervous to make this I've been pushing it off for weeks but this is really something that I wanted to do but I also really want to make this for everybody out there that's listening to me because as cliche as it sounds like when I was a little girl listening to things like this or watching videos of people going through the same things that I did were what kept me going like through all the things that I was sad about or happy about whatever. It was so cool to see somebody else going through the same thing. So I want to be able to be that outlet here. So I hope you guys liked this episode of Cracking Up. I am so, so, so excited to share this with the world and with all of you. And I really hope that you'll become part of this amazing journey.